Welcome to the Luke Mind Power Podcast. You're listening to the number one motivational podcast. This is Luke Mind Power, and I want to welcome you to the start of the best of the rest of your life. Your next level of life begins at the end of this next episode. I'm with you all the way to motivate, inspire, and wake you up to your greatness. In this space, we don't just achieve our goals, we freaking crush them. There ain't no giving up here, just leveling up every single day. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to episode 152 on the Luke Mind Power podcast. It's a blessing to be alive. I'm with someone phenomenal, someone extraordinary, and someone that's been sending me some positive, powerful energy that I've been feeling on my social media platform. Her name is Z Musa. She's uh, Z the cook on Instagram. Um, and something about her just felt so aligned. And I was like, you know what, man, let's have a chat and let's do an interview. Um, and we've already had a little bit of a chat and I'm like, nah, we've got to press record. We've got to chat. We're going to get like, actually let people hear this power and wisdom that, you know, she is sharing. So um, this is me trusting my intuition. And actually, before we started recording, I was like, I wonder if my intuition is right. I wonder if she is who I think she is. <laughs> so Z, I want to welcome you to the Luke Mind Power podcast. It's such a blessing to connect with you and have you on this platform. And I know that everybody who's tuning in is going to absolutely love your energy, your power, your wisdom. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is definitely meant to be. I, I truly feel the same way that you feel. You know, it's just that connection and, um, you know, re- being feeling received, right? Feeling received by someone who is like-minded. Um, that's how I felt when I was like reading your quotes and watching your videos and seeing your free authentic self be there in the world. I felt extremely connected, deeply connected. And look at you, you're in Australia. I'm in Michigan in the USA. And yet the, the connection is so profound. It's so, there's so much depth in it because again, I think that, I think that when you're aligned, um, with the same purpose, the same mission, you belong to the same universe and we are here together in one, the same universe, although we are oceans apart. Absolutely. It's amazing. Um, so you, you were talking about weeds before then, and I thought maybe you want to share with us what you were saying, because it is like getting rid of the weeds in your life, getting rid of, and we'll go into your story, but, um, that's something that's really important. A lot of us are in environments that are unhealthy. And it's one of the reasons why we're not living in purpose, not living our best life, not being authentic, not being able to, you know, um, you know, go in the right direction in life. So how has that transpired for you? How, how have you managed to get yourself onto this higher vibe? Yeah, great question. Um, so I would say that when you're in a situation, you don't realize what you're in until you're out of it. And so I had just like everyone else, life circumstances, things that were happening to me, um, or, you know, I guess for me, but things that were happening in my life where I did not realize my value, my worth, um, how, how special I was. I really didn't love myself the way I deserve to be loved. Um, I was very much putting everyone's needs above my own. I was putting other people before myself. And what happens when you're in that environment is, um, it's, it's very, um, it's very like, you feel like you're kind of like stuck in this weird ozone layer, like a really weird space, right? And so once you make, so I'll tell you, you know, I, I was married and I had, a, you know, I have kids and I was in a marriage and I, was, I wasn't really happy. So I kept myself busy with my business, kept myself distracted going. And, and I've always been a positive person, always been a happy person, 
but I was like surrounded by energy that really wasn't matching my energy. So I'm not here to say anything wrong about anyone else. It's just that you need to realize who you are in your essence and you surround yourself with like, like people on the same vibrational energy or higher. So you could raise your energy. But if somebody is like taking you down to their energy, let's say somebody has low vibrational energy, bad habits, addictions. Um, let's say they have chronic depression or they're not happy in their lives. Guess what? That's contagious. You're going to end mm. up catching whatever that partner or friend or relative or whoever it is, your, your, your coworkers, whatever people are experiencing around you will become you. So that's why you hear the quote all the time that you kind of are who you hang out with, right? You have to really face the truth, you know? And so I, I started to feel like I was being depleted and I started to feel like when I was alone, I was really happy. And when I was around people who were happy, I was happy. And when I was around people who weren't happy, I could feel that energy. I could, I started to not be happy, right? So when we were talking about weeds and flowers, it's like sometimes you have to eliminate the, the weeds in your life, weeds as in low vibrational energy, deception, um, trauma, um, bad energy, bad vibes. You need to release that to make room for the good energy to come into your life, for the good people to come into your life, for the good environments and opportunities to enter. They cannot enter your life unless you have space for them to enter. So I, um, during this journey, I truly discovered that, that main key, which is, doesn't matter if they're blood relatives, doesn't matter how foundational their history was with them. If, if you are surrounded by toxic energy, you will not make room for abundance. Mm. so I love plants and I love flowers and I'm all about nature and so I, I use that term like remove the weeds yeah clear the I environment water the soil allow the sunlight to come in so the flowers can grow and blossom mm. I love it so good man hey so how long were you married for so uh, I was actually married twice and divorced twice and and what I'd like to say about that is I, I was brought up in a Middle Eastern family, um, very, very cultured. My mom was extremely religious and conservative, whereas my dad was religious, but very open-minded. And mm -hmm. he was someone that, you know, had that positive, like I could have dialogue and talk to. Sure. But as you know, in most cultures, dad was always at work most of the time. So I was stuck with the mother at home with a lot of that you know, religion, um, it, religion in the toxic sense, right? There's a religion that's supposed to be beautiful before the world tries to change it and make it what it wants to make it. Mm -hmm. But I was brought up in a very conditional love type of mentality. Do this and I'll love you. Don't, if you mm. don't do that, you're not accepted, right? So I, yeah. I was, I didn't know this obviously until I was older, right? I didn't realize until I looked back at the roots of the cause of the trauma that I had to go through, right? So I was brought up in a family where, um, people's needs come before your own. You know what I mean? You really try, you lose your sense of true authentic identity and, um, and, and, um, and I'm being surrounded by someone who, again, you know, my mom at the end of the day, like, although, um, and I'm not trying to put the blame on her, but she didn't know better. Right. So there's like this generational trauma that's continuing to expand and project itself onto, uh, everyone in the family. Right. So I actually, 
got married at 19 years old the first time. And the whole reason I wanted to get married at 19 was to get the hell out of my house. I wanted to leave this family. I, it was an escape, right? An escape plan. Like, oh my God, if I get married, now I'll have my own place. And, you know, in our culture, it's like, you can't just go and move out on your own. Either you're with your family under their roof or you're married to someone. And that's the only reason you'd be on your own. So I actually got married. I had a, a daughter by the time I was 20 years old. And by 22, I was divorced from that first marriage. And during the marriage, obviously it catches up to you. You're, you're making a decision to marry someone for the wrong reasons. I mean, obviously I thought I was in love. I thought it was true happiness. I thought it was the way it was supposed to be. But the true root was I need to get out of this, this and escape into this only to find out, oh shoot, this isn't really what I'm supposed to be doing either. And then I go back after the divorce to my parents' house with a child and I'm a single mom now. And you know, my ex moves on, I move on. Three years pass by, I, I think everything's fine. I'm still like going through life, going through um, college and working and making my own money. And then I got married again for 10 years. I was in that marriage. And during that marriage, I had two more children. So I have a total of three children. God bless them, I love them so much. But um, in, th in those 10 years, I um, let's just say that you don't know that you're attracting the wrong kind of love until something tragic will happen, right? So when I say attract the wrong kind of love, a mother's love is so important, right? It's the most important thing in the world. So a mother's love defines the rest of the, your life's uh, definition of what love is. And so I was attracting the wrong kind of love into my life, which is conditional love. And for me, I think love is supposed to be unconditional, whereas relationships are conditional, of course. But when it comes to love, I never was loved for who I am as a person, more like what can I do for you? What have I validated in you? How have I filled a void in you? How have I comforted others, right? So, um, so I ended up, you know, being in a marriage where, where I was constantly working hard to be accepted and loved and appreciated and valued. So I was always looking for outside validation, right? I never knew that I could just validate myself. Like, I mean, that's all it takes, right? I mean, it's like, like the simplest thing that would shift and change the entire dynamic but you have to go through so much trouble to finally come to the dark night of the soul, which as you know, the dark night of the soul is mourning the death of the old self and rebirthing mm. a new self. And so this is something I went through after my, my second divorce. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for being open to share that. Cause I know that looking back at, you know, your life and sometimes it's hard to kind of open up and realize that, you know, okay, I've gone through this journey. I've done it. Okay. I got divorced. Okay. Now I got divorced again. And there's many people out there that, you know, would be in similar situations or would be in similar relationships that they're not happy with and they feel stuck or, you know, and kind of just hearing, hearing you share it is really powerful because um, like, how do you feel? Do you like, is there a part of you that, that kind of, you also kind of went like, damn, I'm a failure. Never, actually, no, no, thank God, thank God, never. So I, I, I remember um, three years, so I've been divorced for a year and a half now, almost a year and a half, but I remember three years ago, my, I don't know if it was my intuition or, you know, some something, there, there was a vision, I can envision the life I have right now, 
me sitting on a porch, nature's around me, I'm at peace, I'm at happiness, there is no stress, there's no strain in my life. I started to have these visions three years ago and I used to shut them down. Like, oh my God, no, no, like this could never happen. Like I have a family, I have responsibilities, I have a business, I have dreams with my family. Like I could never be on my own, but it's, 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 it's impeccable because you know how they say, listen to your body, listen to your instincts, listen to your intuition. It's trying to tell you something. There is something that's tingling inside of you constantly. And so what I would do is not listen to it, shut it down, Go back to trying to fix things with the, you know, the spouse, uh, therapy. Let's try this. Let's try that. What more can I do? How can I change things? Should I give up my business? Should I, you know, there's so many questions that happen, but I, I, um, I think that's what it takes to finally know. This is how I thought about it, Luke. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to fix what I can. And if I know I've given, given it my all and it's still not enough, then I'm going to let it all go. I'm going to let it all go. The mountain's coming down, you know? So I put this intention inside of my heart that I am not going to care what people think. I'm not going to care what my family says. I'm not going to care what my friends say. I'm not going to care how I'm going to be judged. I don't care what he says, what they say. What I don't care what anyone says at this point. I'm putting myself first. I'm going to pour pour into my family more than I've ever poured before. And I'm a very passionate person. I pour a lot, but I did that. And then I got to a point where even that wasn't enough. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is my answer to my question. Cause I made an intention. I told God, I told this higher source, this higher power. I know I can control me. I can't control other people. Let me take to go ahead and do what's in my control and then see where that leads me, you know? And so uh, it got to a point where, um, you know, this, this is actually a lot, you know, I'm going to be very vulnerable. I feel like it's my time to be. So I'm going to share because I feel like other people might relate, right, might feel related to this. Okay. So I, um, being that I'm a business owner and that I, you know, I, I own a business, obviously, as you know, you know, when a person, I know you told me or not, you told me, you didn't tell me, but you told your viewers that you have a sister who has children and that you feel like, you know, you can, you can um, relate to uh, people who have children because your nephews, your nieces are always around you or that you watch them go through things. But um, having a business and having a family, sometimes the family has to go on the back burner while the, while the business goes in the front. Sometimes the, the business has to go on the back burner while the family comes first, right? So you're constantly juggling and you're constantly working your hardest. And I'm one of those people. I was like, oh no, there's no reason for me to choose one over the other. I'm not gonna choose business against family or family against business. Why can't we? put them together and rise up together. As a family, we grow. As a family, we prosper and we thrive together. That was always my intention. And all I would get from the other side is that's impossible. That can't happen. That's not going to work, you know? And so although the spouse felt supportive, there was still resentment. So what happens is it's, it's a lie, you know, it's a facade, it's fake, right? And I'm here trying to work my hardest to be very honest. So anyway, we get to a point in our in our marriage where I spend $10,000 on a trip to the Bahamas for my family because I really wanted to go to um, Atlantis. And I spent the money because I wanted to prove, again, prove that it's worth it, that I have a business, the business is good for us. Look at, I'm gonna pay for everything. It's it, This is worth it, you know? Maybe he'll accept, maybe he'll be happier that, Two weeks after we got back from the trip was Mother's Day. I didn't get a gift. I didn't get a happy Mother's Day. Like, and by the way, it's not because of the Bahamas, but I guess that was one of the main things that it's like, I've done everything. I've poured my financials. I've poured my emotional 
time, energy, mental, mental, like sanity into this marriage. I, I did everything I can for my family and nothing on Mother's Day. I mean, how does this make sense? And that's when my whole world was like, oh my God. And then a week passed by and he said, what should I get the nurses for nurses week? <laughs> and then, you know, you start to realize, oh my goodness, like, what am I what these are little signs like and and it's and people in relationships don't pick up on these signs like these are little signs the universe is sending this shit saying to you hey this is something that's not vibing with who you are this you is something that's not aligned with yeah. who you are yeah exactly so you're not being received you're not being appreciated you're not being valued you're not being recognized after everything that you and it was never about the money it was never about the trip it was from the heart Maybe if I did this, I will receive love. Maybe if I did mm. this, he will accept me more. Maybe, you know, yeah. and this is what people who I'm hoping are listening. You can only do so much. You can't control what other people do and don't do, but you can control what you will and will not associate with. And you need to not only speak that I am worthy and I am valuable, you have to act on it. And, and I'm telling you, it's so much easier said than done. And I understand that when, cause like, look, we can talk all day to people, but when you're a victim of something like that, like when you're actually in it, you sometimes have to get to like the worst case scenario before you walk away, you know? Um, I do yeah, know. it was like a slap in the face that I needed. It was, the, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like some of the things that I've gone through, even recently, like two years ago when I went through this and I said it yesterday when I was doing a little training on my social platforms. Um, that there was a mentor that I was working with and I still call her a mentor because yeah. um, you know she taught me a lot even though I invested like over a hundred thousand dollars and so much of my time and like I was awake till like seven eight o'clock in the morning sometimes like working all through the night trying to put this project together like build this company in this business um, and six months later there was no product still and it was just postponing constantly. And I was just like, and I look at that now and I'm like, yeah. she's probably, if she's watching or if she's listening, she's probably going, it worked. Oh. I fucked him over and, yeah. he, and it worked. Now he's successful. Like I did, and, and I seriously went, there was a point, I remember in my parents' garage when I was talking to her, yeah. I said, I said to her, I said, it feels like you're psychologically manipulating me. Exactly. That's what I was, I actually said that to her and she, she denied it, but I remember that. And I was like, cause I'm, I can't be that fucking crazy. I can't be that stupid. Like I know something's going on here, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. And because I was so invested, it's like when you invest yeah. so much into a relationship, into a business, into something, and even though you know it's not working because you've invested so much into it, you don't want to leave. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're stuck. I mean, I keep saying the word stuck because you know better. It's not like I'm stupid, right? Because people are like, oh, but you're not stupid. Why? You should have just walked away. It's not like that. You know what I mean? There like, was this hope of like, it might work. Just keep going. It might, it, it's going to come. It's going to come. So you keep going. Correct, correct. And people who have empathy, as you know, people who are loving and caring are taken advantage of. And that's what I never understood is boundaries, right? So I can still be an empathetic person. I can still care for others. I can still love on others. But I also have to remember the word boundaries. Z, you come first. You cannot pour into others unless you pour into yourself, right? This is the first year in my life I learned about the word boundaries. Now I talk to my 17-year-old, Mirna, and I'm like, Mirna, make sure when you're in a relationship, da-da-da-da-da. Like I'm talking about boundaries. She's like, mom, I know, 
So the generation now, they know about boundaries. They know what gaslighting is. They know what manipulation is. But the world I came from, I feel like I'm a 12-year-old again. I feel like I'm now parenting myself, listening to you, going on YouTube, learning about relationships. I know. I know. I, I was talking to my um, my sister Caroline, who's um, who's my creative director and executive success coach, um, and she works with me. and 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 she said, you know, she's having conversations with her son, and he's like, yeah, what are we manifesting, mum? And she's like, these kind of conversations are different because I never had this when I was younger. And she's like, imagine if we had this kind of like awareness when we were younger. And I was like, yeah, but it, it's, it wouldn't have been the same because look at how much wisdom and knowledge and power we have now because we've been through life. Everything, everything. And everything. it's everything. You know, I wouldn't go back to being 10 years old and say, okay, teach me now because okay. this pain that I've been through and this stress and this like low self-esteem and shit that I, I went through myself, it was necessary. Oh my God. It was so necessary. I know you don't have any regrets. I don't have any regrets. Yeah, no, I just like, I remember when I first started, I was on a um, Instagram live with Evan Carmichael. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's an entrepreneur from Canada, I think. And he asked me a question. He said, he said, if you could go back and speak to your younger version of yourself, what would you tell him? Five years, like at 33, if you could go back five or six years and speak to that 27 year old, what would you say to him? And that at that point, I just started, you know, I thought I knew it all, you know, and he caught me, I was stuck. And then I went to the gym and I remember being at the gym at that time. And I felt like giving up because I didn't know how to answer that question. Really? Yeah. I thought to myself, wow, this person asked me a question. I don't know how to answer it. It took me six months. It took me six months to figure it out. And while I was in Chicago at my cousin's house, yeah, I got him live again on Instagram and he accepted it. And I was like, Evan, I've got the answer, man. I've got huh? the answer. And he say? said, Hey, I remember you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and he said, what is it? And I said, I would tell him to just keep going, keep going what you're going through because it's right. important. Right. Even if it's shit, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's not where you want to be, even if it's a relationship that's hurting you, keep right. going. You got to go through it. Yeah. And so, you know, now I look back at all of my relationships, all of the things that failed, all the things that didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I see them as, wow, it's such a blessing. It's just that when you're in the moment, especially if you've been through some sort of abuse or domestic violence or something that's mentally stressful, emotionally stressful, um, and you're in the thick of it. Oh, yeah. All you want to do is escape. You want your freedom. You don't know how to get out though. And it hurts so much that you can't really see the the light. And that's why I always say, like, if you're walking through hell, keep walking because that's not where you're supposed to be. 100%. And I want the listeners to know something really important because as you were talking, something came up. When we were talking about the little signs and the the signs, the signs, the signs, Mm. these toxic relationships cause illnesses, somatic Your body, you either yeah, yeah. are losing hair, you might be cramping, you might be having you know digestive issues, you might have some kind of carpal tunnel, something in your body is trying to send you a message and you have no idea that it's connected to the emotional uh, toxicity in your life. You know what I mean? And so now look like when I 
when I actually, you know, started to evolve after the second divorce last summer, I knew, I thank God, thank God, by the way, the way I was able to actually get out of this situation wasn't the fact that I wasn't honored on Mother's Day because it wasn't the first year I wasn't honored. I'll tell you what it is. When you're in a situation, okay, let's say you were brought up in a community or a culture or religion and you're in the same society, right? And you're talking about your problems to the same people who are going through the same problems you're going through, to them it's normal, right? Everyone does this, everyone does that. People go through this all the time. No, 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 no. My life coach, David, lives in the Netherlands. I've never met him in real life, but we Zoom call four hours every month. This guy literally took me into a universe that I never knew existed. Like reset, like it's not okay to walk on eggshells. It's not okay to think about how you're going to say something before you say it. Nosy, it's not okay to not be appreciated and um, words of affirmation when that's your love language not being spoken to you. It's not okay. And so, and so when someone, I, I would like to advise everyone listening that if you feel stuck, do not consult with only friends or family. Consult with the source outside of your circle. Somebody on the outside who is completely diverse and different from what you know so that you can learn a new perception and perspective, Mm -hmm. which will awaken inside of you what's already been there the whole time, by the way. It's just that it took, it took that like, you know, that, that source to activate it inside of you, to get you thinking, to get you feeling, you know, I remember falling to the ground. We're on a zoom call. David and I are on a zoom call. I remember he said, I said to him, thank you, David, for bringing me back to myself. And when I said those words, and he never gave me advice in his life, by the way, he just shares, he just shares knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. leaves it up to me to discover on my own, to tap into my discovery, right? So I said to him, David, thank you for returning, helping me return to myself. And hearing my own words say that to myself, I remember falling to the ground in my office and crying like a baby mm-hmm. because I remembered who I was. And when you're in a toxic relationship or in a toxic situation, you take on the other person's identity or either they suck the life out of you so they can get the power from you that you always had since the beginning of time while you take the darkness from them, right? So we call them, you know, emotional vampires or whatever you want to call them, right? But some people are out there to steal your light, to steal your energy, to take your power because they need it, they need supply. And then what happens is you get depleted, you go into a dark place, you start to feel unworthy and un, you know, invaluable and, and, and you know what I'm saying? So, so I really want to make sure that people are aware about their bodies, sending them messages and, um, and, and going outside of their environment for advice and for resources and help because it's extremely important. And when I, like I was saying last summer, when I was going through this, I knew I had to go to the root cause, which is childhood trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever happened in our childhood, somebody set an example for the rest of our lives. Somebody, you know, there's something there. You have to fix that root. And so when you get a divorce, by the way, you're not only divorcing that person, you're divorcing a lot of people. You're letting go of a lot of people who share the same energy source as that human that you're divorcing, whether it be their supporters or people who are okay with what's happening and so on and so forth, as you know. So when I say eliminate the weeds, it means eliminate the environments that are toxic, the people that are toxic, anything toxic, so you can just find your safe zone and find your peace and find your certain. And I used to say, I'd rather have peace over happiness. I remember in the early stages of healing, 
I don't want anything. I don't want the money. I don't want the cars. I don't want the furniture that even I paid for. I walked away with the clothes that I owned and, and only anything that I personally own. I walked away with nothing just to have peace. I only wanted peace in my life. And I remember for like six months in the early stages, I kept saying peace over happiness, peace over happiness until I reached a place where I was like, oh, I can have peace and happiness. Oh my God, I can have both. I can have peace and happiness because that's what I deserve. And, you know, and it starts with forgiving yourself for things that you didn't know any better about. I had to forgive myself before I forgave anyone else. I love you, Z. I love you, Luke. <laughs> Guys, just take a moment, go into the, um, the show notes um, in the podcast and go and follow Z on Instagram. Click that link and follow this powerful woman Thank because you. um, <laughs> you're amazing and you're sharing so much. Um, and as you're speaking, I'm, you know, I'm envisioning the future and I'm like welcoming you, welcoming you to, onto the stage um, so that you can share your power. Um, because the world needs to hear more of your story and more of your knowledge and your wisdom and everything that you have been through and everything that you're sharing. There's so much more from you to come. Um, and it's incredible. And it's, I feel very blessed and honored to be spending time with you um, because there's so much more that is ahead for us. And a lot of people, you know, my purpose is to wake people up. Yes. It's for them to realize that, yeah, a lot of like I episode 151 was was called you're a child in an adult body. You're a child living in an adult body and you're trying to live a happy life, but you're fucking traumatized. Oh, yeah. You're hurt and you're limited and you've got so much toxic shit in your mind that is limiting you from you actually excelling and being your true authentic self. Uh, and that's why when, you know, every time I welcome people into my uh, Facebook communities uh, or my coaching space, I say, welcome home. Yes. Because this is what this is about. And I learned this when I was, you know, working with Lisa Nichols because she would do the same thing and she would say, welcome home. Oh welcome home, gladiator. Woo, because this is what this is about. It's about you coming back to yourself. There's a quote that I haven't shared for quite some time and it says, take a deep breath. Right. And remember who the fuck you are. Because Love the it. world has shaped us and conditioned us and programmed us because of all these different experiences and family conditioning and everything that happened a hundred years ago. Some people are still living that way and it's not the right way, you know? And again, it's tuning into your intuition. I mean, it's not even to say that, hey, what I'm telling you is the right way. Your way is the right way, but you got to figure that out within yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And when you say come home or welcome home, I'd love to say something. People complain that family and friends are always around during my happy times, but during my sad times and my hardships, everyone disappears. Guess what? There's a reason for that. God or higher source, whatever you want to call it, they don't want your family and friends around you during your hard times. They want you to tap into that source, that higher energy, that, you know, I'm going to say God for myself, it's God. Okay. So I, I also don't define with like any specific religion. I'm a very, very, very in tune with God. I love God so much. And of course, I was born into Islam and I respect it so much, but my religion truly is between me and God. And so I say in my hardest times, God knows that if, I, if those people were there for me, they would have been showing me and telling me what they would do if they were in my shoes. They're not in my shoes. This is our own journey to, to go through. We need to go through this hardship sometimes on our own because traveling within is where it, you come back to yourself. That's where the light is, right? So um, the dark night of the soul, when I keep saying that term, right, it, could, it can happen several times in your life, but 
it's like you're dying. You know, Luke, it's like you're dying. It's like you're having days of, and I'm not even a depressed, depressed person, but I was depressed for a little bit. It was a temporary depression, but you are, I told when I used to tell David, David, I feel like I'm dying. And he's like, well, that's what happens when somebody you love dies and you are dying, truly dying. And you are mourning the, you're crying for no reason because you're mourning the loss of you. And you give birth, just like a woman who suffers in a hospital giving birth to a baby. It's, it's just like that. You are giving birth to a new person. And by the way, that new person is the four-year-old self before the world changed you. That's the return home. That's returning to yourself before the world has projected its toxicity on you, before you were conditioned a specific way. It's your true essence. We're all born awake and then the world blinds us. And then that's why they say, once I was blind and now I can see because now I can see again. I can finally see. Yeah. You know, I haven't looked into, um, I haven't had a, like, I guess, you know, with religion, um, I know that there's so much power in these holy books, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to call them holy or just wisdom, you know, in, in there's an, a Bhagavad Gita, which is from India. I think there's the Bible, there's the Quran. Um, but there's so much wisdom in the words, in the, in the storytelling. Um, and I haven't even had, I haven't even read the Quran. I haven't even gone through that, but oh I've noticed myself because of how I was raised in Catholicism um, that when I speak stuff that my mom has taught me comes out, but I use it in a motivational sense, you yes. know, like yes. for, for example, yes. <laughs> there's something from the Bible. And I said this to my team, I said, um, you know, with our clients, I said, seek first to, to, instead of seeking to be understood, seek first to understand. Yeah. And I'm like, that is from, that's from religion, you know, but it's to use it in a concept of like, it's, it's empathy, it's compassion. It's, it's like, don't focus on you focusing on how you can help someone else. How are they feeling? What are they going through? Put yourself in their shoes, you know? And I think that's the hardest part about a lot of us is that we're always trying to um, come from our point of view instead of trying to, when you're communicating with someone, it's like a relationship, right? If you could put yourself in that person's shoes for a moment and try to understand where they're coming from, maybe you wouldn't react in in the way that you're reacting. But it's always, we're trying to get a point across. We're like, no, I'm fucking right. Or I'm, this is what's going on with me, but it's like, slow down (laughs) and listen and try and feel what that person's feeling. And then maybe you'll be able to understand things a bit better instead of judging them. And see, that's right. the thing. The only reason why um, we, we, we judge people is because we don't understand them. That's, that's the only reason. We, we, we don't understand what they're going through, how they're feeling, what they're experiencing. So we're making a judgment. We make an opinion. And we project ourselves onto them. Like this exactly. is what we would do like, I remember when I was going through the hardship, I remember, you know, my mom saying, oh my God, I'm so sad for you. And I was like, why? I'm fine. I'm fine. She's projecting her insecurities, her fears onto someone who's finally found peace and happiness in their life, in their life. You know, that's why I say you cannot associate with everyone at the end of the day. You have to protect your energy, protect your space. And I yeah, want to I'm, I'm uh, it's so big. I'm so big on that. It's, it's just, so big. It's and on behalf of what you just said, Luke, it's not about you and it's not about the audience. It's about a message that needs to get delivered and it's getting delivered through you. Mm. 
I always think to myself, it's not about me. It's not I about know. this is the thing where why we're afraid, especially if you want to share your story or something, you get into this fear state. And I know because I was there. And I was like, how do I break out of negative self-talk? Right? Ah, uh, I'm gonna make a mistake. I'm not gonna say it right. It's not gonna uh, people aren't gonna hear me. People are gonna judge me. And it's like, hey, stop making it about you. It's not. It's about the audience. It's about what someone, one person's going to listen and go, man, thank you. I needed that. Yeah. It's this message that wants to come into the universe and you're the deliverer, right? You're delivering mm. the message. That's why you were saying that the scripture in the Quran or in the Bible and so on, the Torah and all that, there is beautiful messages in there, but guess what? You don't even have to read them. They're already coming through you because yeah, you yeah. Because you have okay. the love within you that's naturally going to come out. And by I the know. way, hey. thousands of people that call themselves the religious that are actually causing more harm in this world than ever yeah. before. Let, let me let me talk about let, let's talk about flow state, right? Um, yeah. You, the one thing that I'm aware of is that oh, one thing that um, Esther Hicks said, and and I know that you'll understand this. She says the higher that you've the, the vibrational frequency that you are vibrating on mm. attracts thoughts of yes. the level that you're on. Yes. <laughs> and when I heard this, I was like, far out. That's true. Because sometimes you just get these downloads. Sometimes you just get these messages yes. and these thoughts. Yes. That, and it's just like, how did I know that? Where did that come from? And it makes so much sense to me now because the higher that you go, the more that you rise from all of the toxic shit, all of the negative shit, all of the low vibe shit, all of the stuff, the self-doubt, the insecurities, the fear, the I'm not good enough, I can't do this, all that crap that doesn't empower you and complement your life. But the higher that you go, the more that you stay in gratitude and stay in that positive state and the higher that you go in terms of your energy and your success and all that stuff, how can I live the way that I'm living, but be speaking and be hearing this shit coming in going, Luke, you're crap, man. What you're saying is stupid. You're an idiot. You're not intelligent. You can't do this, man. Instead, I'm like, stuff is just coming through me. And I don't even have to think about it because I'm just in this state of authenticity and flow. And some, and it's incredible because Sometimes before I go live, when I'm coaching even, or even on the podcast, I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to talk about? And then I just take action. And all of a sudden, bang. Yeah, like your lives are phenomenal because it's not scripted. There's bullet points. But when you're on the bullet points, all of a sudden, like you said, you're floating away from, or you're on the bullet, but you're still also receiving messages and they're just coming through you. You're not mm. even, you wouldn't even rehearse for that. I mean, those words that come out of your mouth it's like pause go to my notes write them down pause go back to you hear what you're saying pause go to my notes and write them down because i'm like storing that message knowing that luke is the, is the messenger he's just the messenger he's not here to like change anyone's mind or shift people he just has a message and he's delivering a message and yes your message is being received obviously you can tell you know um and it's very scary when you're in a community like mine that judges a lot and that everyone is the same to be different, to come out here and start speaking. Like me talking to you right now, this is the first time in my life I publicly talk about what I just talked to you about. First time in my life because- Congratulations. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Like I might share with like certain people who might be going through what I went through or, you know, very close friends, mm. but I never had the guts to like 
say, oh my God, there's a possibility that everyone in my community is going to watch this and listen to this. And then my ex is going to call me and go insane, right? So like anything is possible at this point. And I don't mind because again, I, and I'm not saying it because we're on the podcast right now, but again, because I have God and that's all I need. I know who I am. I know what's in my heart. I'm here to help others. I mean, just just grateful. I really am just so grateful for the journey and, and finally making it to where I made it, which is the return to self. I feel like I'm a, I'm a young person again. Like I feel very young at heart, you know, and I have an opportunity to actually parent myself in the way that unconditional love. And then of course, now I can raise my children the way that I wish, you know, I could have been raised. Right. So we just pay forward all the lessons that we learn and we 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 use it to our you know to the world's advantage in a positive way right our our hardships become good energy we can transform the bad experiences into positive light and positive impact and positive paying it forward opportunities you know i do know you know <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing um there's so it's amazing like i'm listening and my mind is like pinpointing every single like point that you're sharing. And it's going, do I tag off this one, off this one, off this one, off this one? Yeah. What do I follow through on? But the one thing that you've been sharing as well is validation, self-validation. Oh, and oh, that, that's something that I actually have in my coaching program. And I love the whole concept of reparenting because yeah. you can change basically how you were raised and what oh, you were missing. Yeah. In yourself yeah. and i say that like we are like a puzzle right and you are the puzzle of let's say um, new york city and yeah. there are about 10 pieces of that puzzle that are missing and so you look at that puzzle and you go "Fuck! if only those 10 pieces were there it would look complete and it would be great so your job is to research yourself research your past and go back and figure <laughs> out what are the things what are the areas what are those missing pieces that you were missing in your life so that you can figure that out and then say, okay, now that I know what was missing and what I didn't receive when I was a child that I needed so much, now I'm going to reparent myself as an adult. And it's yeah. not too late to do that. And oh that is the thing that's so phenomenal because I remember, and, and I was always wondering, like after I lived with my sister back in 2020 and I helped her overcome her anxiety and, and panic attacks and off medication that she was taking prescription medication. And I was like, okay, where do I go now? I can't stay here. She's got four kids. She's married. She's got a busy household. I got to get out of here. The energy was too dense. And right. so I was like, where do I go? And I hadn't even started my business yet or anything. I was just like, what do I do? And I was like, okay, well, there's nowhere else to go, bro. You got to go back to your parents' house, which you were reluctant to move to 16 years ago when they left. So I was like, wow, really? I was like, fuck, I got to go move back to my parents. So that taught me so much, 18 months with them. I started my business while I was there. I created my coaching programs while I was there, but there was so much healing, but so much, so many triggers. Right, Because right, my parents right. like have been my greatest teachers and yes. I've been triggered so much from my mom because yeah. she was always so strict with religion and so, so forceful right. of this right. is the only way. This is the way that you have to think. And this is the only way, like, you know, Jesus says, the way, the truth and the light, right? This is the only way that you can live your life. And if you don't believe in this, then you're wrong. 
So there was always that trigger. And I felt myself being pulled away from that because it just didn't align with my truth of who I am. And, and, and so I found myself being very triggered at that moment and those experiences with my mother. But there was one point, and this goes to the validation part, where I'd done this work for a couple of years now. So there I am sitting in the kitchen with my mom and I'm like thinking to myself and I'm just like, I'm waiting for her to give me some love and to like acknowledge my work and to say, like, I want to hear Luke, my son, I'm so proud of you for what you have done in your life for the last two years of you transforming your life and letting go of your addictions and you know, what you were doing, the life that you were living. And now you're making such a positive difference in the world and you're helping so many people. That's what I wanted. Did the message come? No. No, and, no. And, and I wasn't getting it. And I wasn't getting it. So it, then in, in that moment, right, what I realized was that my inner child, my younger version of myself never didn't receive enough of that. Yes. And so all my life, I was wanting that from mum. Oh my God. I wanted that love. I wanted that recognition. I wanted that validation. I wanted that support from her to say, mm -hmm. Luke, you're amazing. Luke, That's I love awesome. you for who you are. Luke, it I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. And I realized at that point that it wasn't coming. And so then I went on a mission to reconnect with my inner child, reconnect with my younger version of myself, validate myself, build a connection with my, with my younger self. Um, and basically reparent myself and right. give myself what I was yearning for love, all these years. Love, love unconditional love. And yeah. Right? And, and so I'm not here. I, I talk about my parents a lot. I talk about my mom a lot. She's extraordinary, you know, um, but it's me doing the research, my due diligence on, hey, this is my life. How do I heal? Yes. How do I fix me? I'm not here saying, hey, mom, fix me. Hey, dad, why don't you do this? You should have done it this way. Blaming or complaining. I'm taking responsibility for my life and saying, hey, I'm going to do the work and fix me, put me back together so I'm whole and complete. So I'm not reliant, as we talk about external things, making us feel good enough on anything, anybody. I don't need another person to make me feel complete. Correct. And that was another awakening and transformational experience that I had with a relationship that I was in back in 2014. I was with a really wealthy woman. Right. And I had fucking everything. Louis Vuitton belts and Gucci shoes. She bought me a Merc. I was fucking living the dream. And after a couple of years, I realized that I wanted my fucking life back. I wanted my freedom. I didn't give a shit about that fucking shit, materialistic stuff. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If your love language is words of affirmation and somebody uses words to hurt you, then you're going to get that pain, triple the amount pain mm. because your love language is words of affirmation, people saying good things to you. So when people say bad things to you, it hurts you way more than not getting gifts or not being touched mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. not having quality time with someone. And it sounds to me like that's the quality of life for you, right? Feeling, feel like, you know, it's not that we're looking for outside validation, but if our language, our love language is words of affirmation, 
I mean, I think this is something that people don't think about in regards to their parenting with their children. You know, they think, oh, I give you everything. I do everything for you. I do everything for you. But are you actually giving them their love language? They might not want those gifts. They might not want the materialistic things or the quality time. They just need you to say, you should be so proud of yourself. I have so much faith in you. Those are the words that play a big impact where the Louis Vuittons and these materialistic things, all of that is nothing compared to somebody speaking your love language. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, when it comes to relationships, a lot of people don't realize that there's something called a love language and that they really need to, with their partners before they commit for real, for real, like, does this person know how to speak my love language? Mm -hmm. They might not, they might not. Yeah, but that's part of the the, the supportive nature of, um of a relationship in terms of compromise, like not compromises in compromise the relationship in, in terms of being flexible to adjust yourself so that you both can be in a balanced state kind of um, connection. 100%, 100%. And by the way, in my second marriage, like his love language is a lot of men's love language is quality time. And I had a avoidant attachment, right? So I'm an avoidant, you know how there's like, the of different attachment styles so i always i also take of course a lot of accountability for the reason that this marriage did not work out right it's not just the toxic energy that played a role in my life i had some work to do that i had no idea that i had to work on in regards to the childhood trauma that was showing up in my relationships right i never could commit commit fully commit because i was afraid that i would be betrayed or you know neglected or I couldn't be my true self. So I think that for people, before you make a lifelong commitment or when, or before you continue to um, um, accept your circumstances in a relationship, it starts with you. Who are you before somebody tells you who you are? Know who you are so no one else can tell you who you are. Because I'm sure, Luke, right now, if somebody comes up to you and says, you're a hor horrible person, you'd be like, whatever because you know who you are. You don't need them to tell you who you are. You already know you're an amazing person. You already know that you're gracious and loving and caring and all these great things, right? So no one can say anything to us at this point that would ever phase us because we know who we are. And I think, I know I'm kind of off subject, sorry about that. <laughs> but when, when you don't, when, when somebody catches on that you have vulnerabilities, like here I was, this divorced woman with one child, right? Living at my parents' house. Somebody sees that, they're like, ooh, there's an advantage point here. I can like kind of love bomb this person and get them comfortable and make them my way and have them come into my world. And then once I get them for sure and I can, you know, have a family with this person, then I can release and not be that person anymore. Right now, my true colors can come out. Now I can truly, you know, take advantage of the situation. So I think that our, our viewers, whoever is listening right now, you need to, before entering any type of commitment or relationship, you need to know well in your ground, like roots in the ground of who you are. And you can't change anyone but yourself. So if you meet a guy or a gal or whoever, and you don't like something about them, you can't change them. You can decide if you want to associate or not associate with that energy. Every person has their own journey and their own personality and their own habits and their own trauma. We all have that. But who are you in alignment with? Who are you going to connect with? You can only control you. You can decide, okay, you're a good person. I really like a lot of things about you, but it doesn't match me. So I'm just gonna walk away from the situation. 
I wish I knew that 15 years ago, you know? I wish I knew had that I knew I wish I knew I had the power. We're born with that power. We have the power. We have the power to make those choices, but we just don't know any better. Mm. And so for your relationship, if you don't mind me asking really quick, those materialistic things and that lifestyle and everything, it caught up to you after a while and you were like, man, I just want to be free. I want to be myself again. Mm. What was it that triggered it for you, if you don't mind me asking, in, re in regards to like what was missing? What was the missing piece? Yeah, I think it was just, I mean, I deep down, I kind of felt like that it served its purpose. You know, I got to this point in the relationship that I was just like, um, this is not my future. This is not the person that I'm going to be with long term. Okay. And I didn't feel the, yeah, you just, I just felt it, you know, I just, there was just one moment I remember where she asked me to pick her up from a um, beauty salon. And I said, I asked you at the beginning of the week that if you had any plans, because I was going to make plans. And so I already made plans for that Friday. And when, when we were driving and she asked me to pick her up, I said, I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I asked you at the beginning of the week and you said you didn't have anything. And now you're telling me to pick you up. And so mm -hmm. I kind of felt like at the same time that I was like her driver. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like her, you know, but again, whatever you want to call it, you could say I was a toy boy because she was older than me. But that it got to that point where I just realized my a little bit of my worth, and I was just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't, I don't give a shit if you want to take everything that you've bought for me, take it all. I don't give a fuck. Take the car, take everything. Um, and. Yeah, the next day she actually when we when we finished it, <laughs> she actually um asked for the car back. I said, Yeah, take it. Yeah. Sure. I don't want it. Sure. Yeah. You know, of course. Because my my sanity, my peace, myself was more important. And the materialistic possessions didn't mean shit to me, you know. Um so you know, those kind of experiences that I've had to go through have taught me a lot. But um, you know, instantly like what you were talking about, knowing your worth. Um, before I even went through this journey, I didn't know who I was. And I was like, from like teenage years, oh, through my twenties into my early thirties, there was something there mm -hmm. that I was always asking and thinking to myself, what is it? Like, who am I? Why am I here? What, like, what is my gift? What, what am I like? And, and there was always that little bit of uh, uh, questioning, but I just couldn't figure it out, you know? And it's crazy that the when I started to change, like, you know, family member, my, my dad's mother passed. So my grandmother passed, went to the funeral, came back to Australia. And that was the moment that I made a decision. I was like, okay, um, what am I doing? So someone had to go for me to, and it's, you know, it's sad that that has to be like that. Exactly. That, you know, it's not until something traumatic or something really hurtful happens that kind of makes you give you a different perspective on life. Doesn't it rip your soul? It kind of feels like it's ripping your soul out of you. I don't yeah. know. It feels, it feels like you're 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 going through like a flu times a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Something happens to you, right? Because otherwise, nothing shifts. You just kind of go, "Well, this is how life is." And it's like, well, then something heavy happens, and you're like. Yeah, Check, you're checking yourself and you're like, shit, you know, am I really going in the right direction? Am I doing the right thing in my life? Um, so I always say this story. I kind of feel like my grandmother's spirit came back with me to my apartment and said, Luke, 
this is not who you are. Wow. Wow. And it's time for you to evolve. It's time for you to stop selling Coke, stop using it all the time, stop drinking, leave all your friends, move in with your sister and start changing your life. You know, and it's incredible to trust the process, to believe in yourself, to do what's right for you, to put yourself first. And then four years later, this is where I'm at. And it's like, well, how much more evidence do you need, Luke, that you have greatness within you, that you're powerful, that you're amazing, that you're extraordinary, that if you keep going and growing and being consistent, how many more people are you going to inspire? How many more people are you going to change, are going to help um, heal their own past and live their dreams, you know? And that's why there's the motivation. That's why I keep saying your evidence is your inspiration. When you grow, you move away from that version of yourself that is no longer serving you. And then you have a reflection of, oh my God, look how much progress I've made. If I can do that, then I'm going to keep going. 100%. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to reintroduce yourself. You know, once you make it over the bridge between the old self and the new self, you can't expect that everyone's going to understand, right? A lot of people do fall apart on their own. You're, well, that's you're why I don't go back. See, like I've been asked <laughs> questions. I've been asked by old friends to like come to parties or events or family things that they've had on. And I don't want to go. I'm with you. I'm with I you. I just, and, and, and it kind of like you're torn a little bit, but it's like, I don't want to go back to, to that life. I yeah. don't want to surround myself with those people. I don't hate them. No. I just, I just, it's not me anymore. It's not. And, and, and the other part of it is, is that, and I said this a couple of episodes ago, that I only want to surround myself with like-minded people, with people who are sharing the same vision, sharing the same, like, future like because i understand and energy is everything and when i surround myself with people that are on my frequency and that are going in the same direction or higher yeah it elevates me everyone stays elevated. i don't want to be in an environment that um that drains me or that doesn't feel like it complements my life you know it's the thing of we're here trying to fucking save everyone heal everyone and you haven't helped yourself yet so the other part of going back to what you were talking about in terms of being authentic and trying, don't try to change people. That's the same thing as being a parent. Stop trying to change your children. It's like my no. mother or my father or, you know, people coming and telling you how you need to be. And it's like, stop telling how people, how, how you should be and start allowing people to evolve and be themselves. 100%. Oh my gosh. And I always say kids, like I work with a lot of kids at my company and Kids are not an extension of their parents. I'm sorry. You are their guide. Yeah, I say you don't own your children. <laughs> You're their, like, like parents, like, I think a lot of them think like, oh, they're an extension of me. They define me. No, 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 no. You are their mentor. They didn't make this decision to be here. You made the decision. They don't owe you anything. Like if you poured into your kids and they grew up and you expect them to give back, they don't owe you anything. You made the decision, you birthed them into the world, you teach them, you guide them, you mentor them, but they're their own human, their own personality, their own love, their own interest, their own everything. If my daughter decided to do something extremely, let's just say controversial when she's a little bit older, am I still gonna love her? Of course. Am I still gonna accept her? Of course. Am I going to have some like dialogue with her? A little bit, but I'm not gonna tell her what to do. I'm just here to equip her with information to give her the base and then she can make the decision for herself as to what she's gonna do. And that's what unconditional love is. Well, your children are very blessed. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. 
you know? Like if our parents taught us anything, sometimes it's not what they taught us. It's what like, sometimes when I think of the relationship with my mother, as you said, you know, we do love our parents so much. And of course we'll always love them unconditionally. We're not gonna match the certain energy, but I learned what not to do, right? At least I learned what not to do with my children. And so now I, I pay it forward in that sense. You know, when it comes to religion, instead of teaching my kids to fear God, I teach my kids to love God. I go to the positive side, not the fear-based, not the, you know what I'm saying? But again, you talk to people about it these days, they're like, your parents didn't know any better. You know, they really didn't know how to do it. And so we all go through these generational things, but I think it's up to us to break that generational curse and Absolutely. create a new world. And we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Absolutely. Z, <laughs> it's been extraordinary to spend some time with you and uh, and receive the energy and wisdom that you've been sharing with us. And I feel very inspired and uh, it's been a, a real honor to, to get to know you a little bit and, um, and really see what you've gone through and, and come through as well and, and how you've evolved and, and taken responsibility for your own life and um, you know, brought yourself to where you are today. So congratulations on everything that you've achieved in your life and um, most importantly, uh, where you're going because you know, there's a greater place that you're moving towards i know so let me just f finish up with this question where are you in five years time what are you doing <laughs> who's who, who is z <laughs> um the first word that comes to mind is global i definitely want to be global in the in the sense of uh, you know my personal and business brand mm -hmm. um you know what i do with z the cook is you know everyone thinks we're cooking food and learning how to bake that's not mm -hmm. what we're doing that's just a tool we're using to actually reach our overall mission, which is to improve people's lives for the better, mm -hmm. um, and help build people's confidence and self-esteem, build new relationships, healthy relationships, bring um, a positive light and positive energy um, in what we do. So my plan in five years is to uh, definitely grow my brand, um, which is again, to help people's lives um, improve, whether it's through, you know, um, developing their personal lifestyle or their business lifestyle and um, encourage people to just follow their dreams. But when I say global, it's like, I would love to see myself popping up in different places in the world and maybe doing workshops and Zeta cook experiences um, with my company and continuing to just be an inspiration for others, you know, so definitely globally. And um, I know that I'm going to share your social platforms and your website and details in the um, show notes but um yeah where can people find you on instagram thank you so much um so we do virtual events and in-person events here in metro detroit but virtually all over the world and instagram is z the cook all one word it's capital z e e t h e c o o k z the cook z Thank you so much. It's been amazing. You are amazing. And uh, I know that everyone who's tuning in has just been empowered, inspired, um, and they're not going to give up on themselves now after listening to you. So it's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Luke Mind Power podcast. It's a blessing to be alive and I appreciate you. Never give up on your dreams. You are more powerful than you can ever imagine. That risk you're afraid to take will change your life. So do it. You can thank me later. To all my Apple and Spotify listeners, take a moment and send me back some positive energy and love by leaving me a five-star rating and a review. Remember, what you put out comes back. Before you go, 
I'd love to invite you into our amazing, positive, and loving Facebook community, The Dream Chasers. Remember, with whom you surround yourself with is whom you become. So join us. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in learning more about our coaching programs or have me speak at your next event or even have me on your podcast, please visit our website, lukemindpower.com. Always love yourself and remember that when you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are.